So I just want to take a quick moment uh, to think through the implications of the profound relocation um, and of an entire neighborhood and the sort of sense of um, enfranchisement that comes with being placed. Right? What does it mean to choose for yourself to be placed? And then when you are displaced, what does that mean for your own sense of enfranchisement? Am I a citizen? Right? Citizenship. When we talk about the unveiling of the Robert E. Lee monument, which we will in a little while, that correlates directly with a KKK march that happens the day before, to which the uh, newspapers would say throngs of thousands line the streets to cheer on the march of the KKK through Charlottesville. That march ends at the top of Vinegar Hill. The unveiling of the Stonewall Jackson Monument correlates with a march of children through the streets. And they end up at the space that would become the, um, uh, the just above the Lewis and Clark Monument in the form of the Confederate battle flag on the hillside. Where is that most visible? Right? Who's the intended audience for a Confederate battle flag adjacent to a white school, immediately adjacent to an African-American neighborhood, right? In 1917, the Charlottesville, um, uh, the Daily Progress would report for us the common practice of a group of white Charlottesville residents would dress their children for Halloween as a gay battalion of the Ku Klux Klan, thundering down from the heights of Midway, which is the school we were just talking about. During this overt display, Many a dusky denizen of the bottom, which is where we're standing right now, of the bottom, was seen to shrink instinctively back into the shadows of Preston Avenue as they swept along. So white Charlottesville residents are enlisting their children as objects of white terror to run from a school through the neighborhood of Vinegar Hill for the purpose of racial intimidation. Now, African-Americans didn't take this sitting down. By the 1920s, with the establishment of the NAACP, we see the rise of what's called the New Negro Movement. The New Negro Movement was all about political enfranchisement and was centered in places like St. Louis and Chicago, right? The locus of the Great Migration. Individuals who had fled the racial terror of the American South to find similar racial intimidation and racism in northern cities. It's important for us to recognize that we often characterize the Great Migration all around pull factors. And it is true that there are some pull factors. But we have to actually account for that. The city of Charlottesville, between 1900 and 1930, grows, its white population grows by 45%. Right? So greater Charlottesville grows by 45% between 1900 and 1930. That means that Charlottesville is a source of economic opportunity. It's in a growth era. In those same three decades, Charlottesville's African-American population shrinks by 20%. So if, in fact, Charlottesville is, an is a moment of opportunity in this same season of the early 20th century, it's also really clear that that opportunity is racially delimited. Right? And compounding that, a decline of 20%, we also know that there's actually a pretty significant migra in-migration to Charlottesville from rural contexts that are worse. So that declining 20% population 
includes a pretty significant in-migration from rural contexts, which means that the out-migration from Charlottesville is significant and it's not motivated by jobs. It's the simple fact that they live in a landscape of terror. And they would write in 1921, the new Negro of Charlottesville wants, this is a quote from the newspaper, the new Negro of Charlottesville wants teachers' salaries based on service, not on color, a four-year high school, representation on city council, abolishing Jim Crow streetcars, representation on the school board, and better street facilities in Negro districts. That's the infrastructure of water, power, and sewer. So in 1921, black political activists in Charlottesville associated with the NAACP in alignment with black leaders from St. Louis and Chicago are publicly demanding their rights as citizens in 1921. The response the next day in the newspaper by the editors of the Daily Progress was one word, impossible. So blacks are not victims in this. Blacks are actively banding together and resisting the white supremacy through the 20th century.